0: What does motion sound like? With Kizik Han's free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Welcome, my fellow fanatical elves. Welcome to the Oracle Speaks. I am the Village Elliot. I'm going to talk about the past, present, and future of the Cleveland Browns and the NFL. Today it's about handicapping the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Let me turn down the music a little bit. I think I can just about kill that. There we go. Thank you very much. Uh to uh, sign Music for providing the music for our show and um, they do a really great job don't they it's a voluntary contribution service I'm really grateful for them otherwise wouldn't be able to do it because I haven't got any money but um, anyway yeah I'm gonna talk about um, odds-making and uh, what I think is a good play and what might be not so good and um, i've got some favorites i had a good week last week you know i told you that i've been having uh, some uh, tough times betting wise and really it's because i didn't like the baltimore ravens i thought that their defense was not as good as it appeared because early in the season uh, they were playing a lot of quarterback issues and i thought that a lot of their statistics were kind of inflated. Oops, there we go. Got some better audio now. Thank you very much. And um, I thought they benefited from that and that their defensive statistics may not have been as impressive as they seem. But as the season went on, they kept on getting better and better. And finally, I was reluctantly forced to conclude that they might actually be the real deal. Didn't like that. But I had to, you know, you have to, you know, when you're going to when you're going to bet, you have to bet with your brain not with your heart i hate the ravens but i had i had to get off of the kick of betting against their defense all the time because it was just not working for me so um i do have a powerpoint to share with you and let me boot that little dude up And let's see, where is the heat? <laughs> well, there it is. Okay, got it. Okay, here's my PowerPoint. And from the beginning, for those of you who have video, others are getting only the audio, and I'll describe that as best I can. Um, and I'll begin with a... Uh, disclaimer that, uh, first of all, uh, it is impossible, almost impossible, to make money betting on NFL football. So I don't want to give you the impression that I'm getting rich by betting on NFL football, uh, at least if you do it by legal means. If you can bet against your buddies and not have a um, betting service in the way, then, yeah, that getting rid of that 10% helps a lot. The rules of legal betting services are not fair. And um, so uh, you're going to lose in the long run if you bet legally. The bookies know more than we do. And that 10% is going to eventually wipe you out. So if you want to make money, bet on the stock market. That is going to work. So, anyway, I am not a big uh, player, not a high stakes better. Instead, I bet just $50 this season just to stay sharp, make sure that I'm, you know, studying my craft uh, as best I can. And I started out with a winning streak this season. I was doing great, and um, I augmented my betting by betting on uh, Coach Prime, also known as Dion Sanders, Neon Dion, And uh, that worked pretty well. I had like six straight winning weeks, but... As I mentioned, I started to lose because I was betting on the Browns' defense and betting against the Ravens' defense, and that didn't work. So in the middle of the season, I started really tapering off, and eventually I went negative. Uh, Wild card weekend, however, got me back in the black. These are the bets that I had. The biggest one I had was a $5 bet, which is a whopper for me. It was the biggest uh, betting weekend that I had, by the way, this season. And really, I exceeded my limit, which you shouldn't do, but I did. And I bet the over on the Steelers it made absolutely no sense to me to have this, even with the bad weather, to have uh, as low as 36 points for the over-under. I got in at 38. But I felt that, look, there's no uh, T.J. Watt. He's a huge asset on defense. And as you know, I believe that those defensive players do make a big difference on the over-under and on the point spread. And I could not absolutely believe that the over-under would be under 40 points when they're playing the Buffalo freaking Bills. That made no sense without T.J. Watt that they would be able to hold down the Buffalo Bills. Also, I felt that Mason Rudolph, is a competent quarterback, would be able to score a couple touchdowns at least. That turned out to be right. Okay, so I made money on that. Also, I made a small bet on Baker Mayfield's team, Tampa Bay. That one worked. I also took the Rams that didn't work out as well as I thought, but they were two-point underdogs, and they lost by only one, so I made out on that one. The one that I didn't uh, win on was the Dolphins. Uh, I thought that, you know, even though that they're playing in a uh, terrible cold-weather situation in Kansas City, felt that Kansas City Uh, was struggling at the end of the season. They don't have the supporting cast for Patrick Mahomes. I still feel that way. and so. But on the other hand, the Dolphins were also getting weaker as the season went on. So it's kind of a one-week team against the other weak team, or maybe I should say overrated team against an overrated team. And the overrated Chiefs beat the overrated Dolphins, so I lost out on that one. But anyway, so at the end of the day, I was uh, back over uh, $50. I'm at 55 for the year. Not bad. In fact, that's really remarkably good. I don't think that uh, I can repeat that next year, but uh, for the moment, things are working very well. Okay, so let's go to the present. What are the games that I'm really interested in? Well, the games that I've probably studied the most would be the Houston Texans versus Baltimore Ravens. And um, my source is CBS Sports for point spread information and uh, over, under, and money line. And um, Baltimore is favored by 9.5 points, which is a whopper. That's a huge point spread. And the over, under is 43.5. Uh, some of the factors that I'm looking at are that the Ravens are generally very healthy. They've avoided injuries that have plagued them in the past. Um they have to my satisfaction, established their defensive credentials. However, however, uh, Marlon Humphrey is out and we'll get to that uh, the importance of that uh, in a little bit. But mainly, uh, you know, I believe in Lamar Jackson always have uh, called him the greatest dual threat quarterback in NFL history since he was a rookie, even when he was drafted. I said that he was going to be better than Michael Vick. That was an easy prediction to make because he did in one year what Michael Vick did in his college career. He was just a a bigger, stronger version of Michael Vick, very elusive, just an incredible athlete uh, like Lamar Jackson. I don't like the team that he plays for, I understand, but I believe in Lamar Jackson as an individual. Um, He... uh, you know, behooves the team that drafts him, namely Baltimore, to build a team around him and not try to convert him into a pocket passer. I believe that. Um, that doesn't mean, that doesn't diminish him in any way. It just says that you're going to build a different team around him than you would against a big slow guy uh, like, uh, let's say, Joe Flacco or Tom Brady. You're not going to have the same team around him uh, as a pocket passer. But okay, uh Believe in C.J. Stroud. My gosh, that guy is incredible. If we were convinced of that, us Browns fans, uh, he just really showed us amazing talent, amazing maturity for a rookie. I've never seen a rookie quarterback who could throw like that. um, You know, with uh, such amazing poise, accuracy, uh, just really remarkable. We could maybe compare him to Ben Roethlisberger as a rookie, except Ben really as a rookie, ran a run-first offense for Pittsburgh. And C.J. Stroud is throwing the ball all over the ball yard. Just incredible. Now, I would say this, that uh, due to injuries, that they are kind of one-dimensional with Nico Collins as their main long ball threat. But, 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 Marlon Humphrey is the main cornerback for one-on-one coverage for Baltimore, and I believe he's going to be out this week. And if that's true, uh, then that may sort of um, play into the hands of uh, Houston. So I I sort of of like Houston, but I'm frankly too chicken to put money down on that after I've bet so many times against Baltimore and lost during the season. Uh, I'm chicken. So the better play in my mind is to go for the over-under, I believe, in both offenses, Lamar Jackson. I believe that C.J. Stroud will also be able to cope with the Baltimore defense, despite his youth and inexperience. I, I don't. I think he's an outlier. I really do, and I think they are going to uh, get get into a slugfest. I like the over as the play here. I probably would not bet uh, the Texans against the spread, although I would be tempted. I would not want to bet Baltimore against the spread 9.5 is a lot so so okay so that's where I'm standing on that I'm leaning to Texans but I'm too chicken to actually put my money down on that don't think it's a good investment that 10 probably has me spooked there um here's a nice little tweet from uh Key Junior at F-R-E-J-O-R-E-G-U-I and uh He wants to, uh, you know, he's apparently a uh, fan of the uh, Buffalo Bills, and he wants to see Taylor at the stadium. And there's rumors that she might show up. I think she's in New York this weekend. It's not far from um, Buffalo. So, uh, of course, she has, I think she has access. She can afford a plane ticket no matter where it is. Let's put it that way. So, uh, some people like that and some don't. If if uh, they lose, it'll be her fault. If they win, it'll be because of her. Huh. Okay, so this is kind of a weird game. Uh, Buffalo favored by 2.5 points. Uh, Chiefs have not played well of late. They uh, did kind of rescue themselves against Miami, who also was not playing well in that first playoff game. But, you know, look at what the stats say. Mahomes has not been his normal great self. And to this, I would point out for about the one millionth time, it's not just the quarterback that makes a great offense. Hello, it's not just the quarterback. Um, Mahomes doesn't have the talent around him. It's going to be hard to score tons of points, uh, although we do believe around here in complementary football. The Chiefs do have a very strong defense, so you know there's always the possibility of turnovers and the offense perhaps capitalizing on that. Nevertheless, uh, I do like ball or excuse me, Baltimore. I do like Buffalo in this game? Uh, I think that's a a good play to favor Buffalo over the Chiefs. Buffalo, after all, is at home. Um, now. On the other hand, if you just look at the season records, Buffalo averaged 26.5 points in the regular season, gave up only 18.3. They're a complete team. The total, if you add that up, is 44.8 points, 44.8. Okay, the over-under is 45.5. The Chiefs are a team that couldn't score in the regular season, especially at the end of the year. They're also a very good defensive team. Why do we think that the over/under should go up when they're playing Kansas City? That does not make any sense to me. Uh, you know, they're they have in their minds that this is going to be an offensive slugfest just because Patrick Mahomes is there and Taylor Swift is there to cheer him on, perhaps. And you know, people visualize Taylor and her boyfriend at the Super Bowl, and they're seeing this in their mind's eye, and and that it's going to be just like. It was the past few years with uh, Mahomes throwing bombs all over the place. But the numbers say that Mahomes is not having a good year this season. If you watch the Chiefs games, the receivers are not as talented as they were in the past. They're dropping the ball a lot. They're just not that good overall. It's not because Mahomes has lost his ability. It's because you need 11 guys to play football, not one. So I think that the under um, is a better play than Buffalo, but I think I like both of those. I think I'd bet a small amount on Buffalo and a larger amount on the under. That is the the superior play. So that's what I'm going to do. Let's take a break now for our sponsor, uh, various sponsors on the different platforms. Uh, Some will have a few minute break, and others will be just a few seconds. But I wanted to mention uh, while we're talking about gambling that not, not everybody can handle gambling. A lot of people, it's just a normal thing. You just bet a few bucks, have some fun, drink a few beers with your friends. Other people, it becomes an obsession. And they start doing things like betting their house. And gosh, you know, um, Village Elliot, is. you've you got to help this guy get his house back by giving him some great tips. No, I don't. That's not my job. This is, you know, I bet $50 per year. I don't bet people's houses. If it's getting to be something that's a problem, uh, there is an organization called Gamblers Anonymous, and you can find them on the internet, uh, talk to somebody, and get some help. Uh, So I'll just leave that as a public service message and pause for commercial sponsors. Thank you to everybody that has sponsored this show, and thank you all to all the fans that have sponsored us. It's been great. Thank you to all the fanatical elves out there. And we are back. And let's talk about Tampa versus Detroit. And right off the get-go, this is something that I'm very biased about. I am a fan of Baker Mayfield. Even though, yes, he did screw up in Cleveland. You know, he went with his personal agendas when he should have sat down and he should have let Case Keenan be the quarterback uh, and cost us some victories in his last season with the Browns. And that really spent the meant the end of his career with cleveland um i don't hold that against him but yeah he did he did seal his fate with the browns by what he did uh continue to root for him and follow his career i hope that he does beat the lions Uh, lions of course were a historical rival of the browns uh, back when it was just the nfl and there was no such thing as the american football league but anyway um, you know, of course, Detroit is very close to Cleveland. We used to be really big rivals with the Detroit Lions. So um, can't root for the Lions. But the uh, point spread is 6.5, which is a lot for a playoff game. The over under 48.5, they're looking for an offensive slugfest again. And, um, uh, you know, really truthfully, um, Cloudy judgment here. I am a fan. But I'm looking at this at the Bucks, as a team are a veteran playoff team that has gotten hot down the stretch. Remember that they won a the Super Bowl and went deep into the playoffs with Tom Brady. They could have won that last season with Tom Brady. Lions, you, know, you remember, they came very close uh, to going to the Super Bowl again. Lions are a young team. Uh, they do have a leader in Jared Goff who went to the Super Bowl. But the Lions burned a lot of emotional energy um, being their former leader, Matt Stafford, in a close game last week. You know, that was kind of their Super Bowl, winning that playoff game. And um, I think they are coming off of an emotional high, and I could see them possibly having a bit of a letdown. So for that reason, I of like the Bucks in this one. I don't feel really strong about it, um, but I am going to make a small bet on the on the Bucks. I am going to have a rooting interest in this game. Let's go now to Green Bay versus San Francisco. Uh, this one is just a big soap opera. Uh, of course, as you may know, I'm not a huge fan of Aaron Rodgers. I think he's very talented, but also think that he's done a lot of things that have been uh, how shall I say, a negative influence on his team and that a lot of veterans that might have wanted to sign with the Green Bay Packers over the years didn't do so because they weren't sure whether Aaron Rodgers was going to retire or not. So I think he did weaken his team. I think he might have crossed himself a Super Bowl ring because of his, what I will call, antics. I don't think that he was, you know, at the beginning of the year, I thought, well, I'm not sure that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great year for the New York Jets. Uh, I don't really see that as a super offensive team. And I did think that I saw statistical declines in Aaron Rodgers' performance as a quarterback with Green Bay. And I didn't think he was going to turn around the New York Jets offense. Well, we'll never know because he got injured. Of course, that injury had nothing to do with his age, right? But uh, we'll find out next year whether he comes back at age, uh, I don't know, how old is he, 56, whatever, I kind of I don't really think that, that he's going to be a significant uh, force in the NFL uh, again, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, I did think that uh, that uh, that love was going to be a better quarterback for them. Anyway, that turned out to be true. You know, letting a guy sit for a couple of years on the bench is not a bad thing for a young quarterback. All you guys that think that the uh, quarterback is going to uh, peak in his rookie year. Yeah, I almost called him Jordan Love here Uh, or or Aaron Love. Jordan Love was going to peak in his rookie year. That's just so wrong. Um, But letting him sit for a few years behind the veteran was a good thing. You saw him have kind of a slow start. And then as he picked up game experience, he got better and better. And Green Bay got hot during the stretch run. Uh, For that reason, I think that uh, Green Bay might be a slight favorite for this game. I'm not really going to bet on it. I think that the spread is probably about right. People have studied this game six ways from sundown. A lot of people know more about San Francisco than I do. But if you just look at what the 49ers have done during the season, uh, their average game is 28.9 points against 17.5, and that's an 11.4-point differential. They're playing at home, so let's tack on a little bit more for that. Let's say 0.5 points. And then is Green Bay uh, worth um, 3.5 points to get us back down to 9.5? And I think, yeah, probably that's about right, because Green Bay is better than the average team. So it's not going to be a 13-point game. Maybe 9.5 is an appropriate spread. Maybe Green Bay is worth a little more than that because they've been hot down the stretch. So I think I might go with Green Bay, uh, but I don't have a strong conviction about that. Uh, So I'm going to stay away from this game. But if you forced me to pick a winner or uh, something to bet on, I would probably go with Green Bay, and I would probably choose to bet on the uh, Green Bay offense uh, scoring more than the average team, and so I would go with the over. But I won't. I won't put money down on it. All right. All right, so that's where we're at. Um, Oops, let me get out of my file here. Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun weekend, and I'm going to watch as many games as I can. And uh, I just wish that the Browns were there instead of Houston, but I do forgive Houston. I just want them to beat Baltimore. I want any team... Any team at all to beat Baltimore. I don't want to see Baltimore win another Super Bowl. I think that would be awful. Uh, But that's the way football is. You don't always get what you want. Your team, I don't care which team it is. There's only, what, 32 teams in the NFL. So on the average, your team has a one out of 32 chance of winning. Or another way to look at it is your team is going to win once every 32 years, once every generation and uh, you're lucky if your team wins during your lifetime so don't be thinking that your team is cursed if they didn't win it's just a very rare thing a once in a lifetime thing it's not for the faint-hearted you don't give up just because your team lost and doesn't win every year Uh, tom brady was a big loser Um, he lost what i think he played 22 years something like that 21 22 years and he had seven rings So that means that he had uh, 14 or 15 losing seasons where he did not win at all. So they all these guys, John Elway, everybody except for Otto Graham, everybody except for Otto Graham lost more often than they won. (laughs) Otto Graham, by the way, let's see. I think Otto had, uh, didn't he have uh, seven? He had seven football championships, and he also, don't forget, had one basketball world championship, and that's something that Tom Brady will never be able to tie. I guarantee you that as great as Tom Brady is, he is not getting that world championship basketball ring, or certainly not as a player. But, yeah, Otto Graham played guard and was a world champion before he came to the Cleveland Browns. That's ridiculous. That is truly ridiculous. But okay, that's what we've got, uh, my fellow Fanatical Elves. We'll talk again very soon. I'm going to tell you about the Cleveland Browns and their salary cap problems and all the players that they're losing. And my, 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 is going to be a tough 2024. How are we going to get out of this mess? Oh, my gosh, what problems we face. But I think that there are things that can be done, and we'll try to work out some of the formulas and tell you what's going to happen and talk about the draft. All kinds of stuff this offseason. It just never ends. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll talk again soon.